0: Yeah, fussy technology tonight. I sat down and was all ready to go and saw Brendan had just logged on, and then my router just booted my computer for some reason. Had to shut it down and start over.
1: It's because the technology conglomerates hate the left, man. It's censorship.
0: That's right. Big tech is is trying to to shut us down.
1: Retaliation for Elizabeth Warren's billboard.
0: It's why we get so few listens on our uh, YouTube channel. (laughs)
1: Curse you, Mark Zuckerberg! Just did, didn't want to dunk on the social media titans. T- too scary.
0: Too dangerous. <laughs> um, I, I, I
1: they already
2: know I hate them. They they can read my emails.
1: Oh, they know. They're listening right now. They have it all.
2: <laughs> they know. They know. I know. We know. Everybody knows. Yeah.
0: Yeah. You notice that the like the big tech CEOs never. Uh, seem to have their personal data leaked. Why Why is that? Weird how that works.
1: It's, it's very strange. I heard they lived in a house with a fence, and yet they don't build the wall. You ever notice that? <laughs> it's pretty weird out there.
0: Welcome back to the Liquid Flannel Podcast. From Arlington, Texas, I'm Matthew Hodges, joined as ever from my great co-host in Omaha, Nebraska. Not much longer for the location he's in, apparently, Brendan Williams. Brendan, how's the whole house thing going? Well, the
1: podcasting studio sales market, you know, isn't as hot as I would like. (laughs) <laughs> uh, but the search
0: is alive. So. What about that church? You posted that church that you found online. That that's probably got some good. Acoustic. You know,
1: I'm not. I'm not sure if I'm ready to be a like buy a old church and renovate it hipster. That's right. a big lifestyle commitment that I'm not ready to go fully <laughs> in on quite yet. But. We'll keep it in my back pocket.
0: Not not going full <laughs> Jordan Peterson just yet. Yeah,
1: he ruined it for me. I, I, I really wanted to, but I didn't want to look like i Jordan Peterson poser. That would be just sad.
0: Uh, the other voice you're hearing on the line, kind of laughing at Brendan's uh, small dreams, is <laughs> an old friend of our show uh dr phoenix kalita coming to us from chicago illinois hey phoenix hey
2: how's it going
0: it's great to have you back
2: thank you i'm so glad to be here
0: we didn't have a specific reason to to bring you on the show i just i you popped up on my timeline and i went you know what we haven't talked to phoenix in a while
2: i mean because i'm fucking awesome Is like because you're, oh, you're great
0: and yes. we knew that we could get you on for literally any topic and it would work great so- yes hell yeah. hell yeah there's always
1: something fun going on <laughs>
0: There is. I love it. Yeah. So uh, tonight we're going to start off with some really fun stuff. I don't know. Do we want to go with the trade war or do we want to go with reparations for disasters in the plains?
1: I don't know if we want to call those reparations. That might be a bridge. Too far. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry. Uh, well, it's You know, disaster relief. Yes. Disaster relief.
2: Yeah. We can talk about that, I suppose. Well, yeah.
1: man. So, yeah, there's tornadoes like every day now. That's just the thing now, I guess. Yeah.
2: Well, the important thing to know is that climate change doesn't exist. First of all.
0: Right. And in fact, uh, it definitely isn't caused by what we're what our Department of Energy is now apparently calling freedom molecules.
2: Correct. They are calling it that. They are. Yeah.
0: I had no idea that they supported,
1: you know, tornado freedom so strongly. I didn't know that that was such a hardcore Republican
0: position, <laughs> but free the tornadoes, man. Uh, let let nature free. We have started down this path of Uh, basically a never-ending cycle of terrible feedback mechanisms, and I just want to see where this train goes. So, yeah, there was this bill for uh, disaster relief. Brendan, you posted the article, right? This was something like, I want to say $19 billion or something like that uh, for the devastating flooding that we talked about a couple of months ago as well (laughs) as— Right.
1: I mean, that was like seven disasters ago, and they still haven't done it yet. Right. Uh, They're a little behind. They're a little backed up. Yeah, amazingly, they have this bill, and you would think that the disaster relief bill for flooding in the Great Plains would be a real bipartisan compromise issue. You know, it's got that infrastructure hook that everybody says that they like on both sides, and yet they still can't get it done. And for some reason, Republicans keep blocking it because like it doesn't include enough money for the fucking wall is that their reasoning yes jesus jesus All right. One of the issues is that they said um, so they wanted to try to pass it by a voice vote, which is where there's not like a specific record of who voted which way, but it's just like, hey, we all just agree you know, enough people on both sides just say, hey, we should just do this. We don't even need to take a formal vote. It just passes.
0: You say all in favor and a bunch of people go and all opposed and nobody does anything. Yeah,
1: 10 guys say like, I don't like this and then everybody else says, yeah, it's fine whatever. But so Republicans keep saying we don't want to do that. We need to have a recorded vote we need to get people on paper to see who supports these disasters without the wall funding in it and that's literally the holdup is that they want 4.5 billion dollars for the wall to be in this bill
0: i I like the way that you phrase that who supports the disasters without the wall funding because apparently it's all of these republicans they actually support the disasters not not giving any kind of relief for them They like the disasters as long as there's no wall funding involved.
1: There was a time when even Republicans could be relied on to not be on the side of natural disasters destroying people's homes. But uh, I guess times have changed. Uh, and that's now just part of the Make America Great Again agenda.
0: Is 2024 election is going to be um, like a bunch of Republicans coming at like pro-kaiju. You know, like, like King Ghidorah may look bad, but uh, maybe we need to look at, at what this does for border security. It's a real job creation opportunity, you know. Um, Absolutely. Talk about your, uh, your infrastructure opportunities.
1: But yeah, have you guys been uh, getting hit with disasters over there? I know Texas has been getting some... You guys were having tornado warnings the other day?
0: Uh, yeah, we got a little bit. Uh, Ma and I decided to go see the live-action Aladdin yesterday, and as we were walking into the theater, the tornado sirens started going Speaking off.
1: Speaking of disasters, <laughs> yeah. boom! It, it was, was all right. It was fine. Are you sure?
0: I'm pretty sure it was fine. Anytime Will Smith was not trying to just do like the same lines Robin Williams did, it was actually good. They kind of cashed in a little bit too much on the nostalgia instead of letting it be its own movie. I mean, um, that's
1: the entire thing. I mean. By and large,
0: it was fine. I don't know. I, I felt about the same way about it that I did about the live-action Beauty and the Beast, which won't replace the 1991 classic, but was fine also. I don't know. Uh,
2: I don't know. I saw the preview with the uh, Prince Ali, and I was like, ah, just. Mm.
0: You know, that, I saw that, too. I went in with incredibly low expectations based on that clip that went around... Um, where it just looks very small and kind of tawdry, but even that number, as it goes along, kind of progressively gets bigger and bigger and more spectacular, uh, to the point where it works. Where it, I almost feel like they were trolling us by going like, like, look at how shitty this looks. But when you see it, when <laughs> you see it on the big screen, actually, it's pretty cool. They give Jasmine like a lot more agency. Her, her whole new added musical number is like, I will not be silent. Like, I won't keep my mouth closed when the men are talking. Uh, and she actually has like a pretty cool little plot beat where she rebels against Jafar, who's just become the sultan. And yeah, it, it, it all worked pretty well. Uh, they add in a, a love story for the genie which sounds really dumb, but it works. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like, so it, dumb. It actually really works. It's it's cute. It's like one of the nicer things that happens in the whole film.
2: Um, I have doubts.
0: <laughs> Could I say
2: that. I have some
0: doubt. Well, I'm not, I'm not one to necessarily cape for every single Disney project, but we came out of it going like, eh, I'm kind of glad we saw that. That was pretty good.
1: I think, I mean, now that they're making live-action Disney movies, maybe they should make like an animated version of the 1990s classic Twister with Helen Hunt and Bill Paxton. I would, oh, yeah. <laughs> I would watch a
0: cartoon of it. That would be great. I would love some animated versions of, of classic, like 80s and 90s films. I want an animated uh, Terminator.
1: Don't get many ideas. <laughs> <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger was posting rap videos today.
2: Uh, okay. What? I
0: Whoa, didn't what was really I...
2: have a response for that. I'm sorry.
0: I saw the damn thing come across my timeline and I didn't click on it intentionally. Yeah, I think he just wanted to
1: like upstage um, Stallone's new Rambo revival. So he was like, I got to drop my mixtape on, on the same day. Yikes. And then, yeah, the Rambo trailer is uh, cranking out that old town road. Eight straight weeks at number one. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah it's, it's kind of amazing. There was a great little video of uh, Lil Nas X uh, popped up at some elementary school. And perform, perform the song, and the kids are just going crazy for it. Yeah, in like Cleveland. I don't know, it's pretty good. What What's your take on, on Old Town Road, Phoenix?
2: Oh, I fucking hate that shit. I'm like, <laughs> I am... <sighs>
0: We're gonna get our show canceled for that, sorry. <laughs>
2: I have a confession to make. I'm a backpacker, so like, I do not have a lot of love for a lot of new things happening in hip-hop. Although I did see the video with the kids, and it was cute.
0: It did not stick around to show the absolute carnage that must have resulted from him throwing out, like, six stuffed animals <laughs> uh, into a crowd of, like, a thousand little kids.
2: Well, I mean, it's all fun and games until, like, you know, you get to the uh, Hunger Games
1: part.
0: Yeah, exactly. The the trampling, the, you know, like, how how many of those stuffed animals actually made it out of there in one piece, uh, we, we won't know.
1: Right. I mean, I gotta respect Lil Nas X for exposing the fact that country music is just the most racist shit because they literally were just like, hey, if it's a song by a black person, like, I don't think so. And he was like, what if I put Billy Ray Cyrus out? And they're like, we're back in. Finally, a real country song. Well, and
0: that fucking sucks, too, because there is, there's a good discussion to be had about white gatekeeping of the country music genre, which itself is bullshit since so much of country music pulls from, uh, like, folk and blues and uh, gospel traditions that that were largely uh, driven by immigrants and people of color. But I, I still maintain that the original song, the original track of the song, if you were to just take the lyrics out and replace them with some, like, lorem ipsum sort of placeholder and then ask, like, 100 people what genre is this song, like, nobody would say it was a country song. It doesn't sound anything like a country song. And I, I think that's okay. I mean, it's it's fine for like genres to adapt. And like hip-hop is a really good example of how genres can can evolve and be more inclusive. Basically, it's like, I don't do this kind of hip-hop, I do this kind of hip-hop. It, they don't call everything just one blanket label like you do with country music. Just saying like this is country music and this isn't is I don't know if it's problematic it's just kind of lame like they should be able to incorporate a lot more uh, like different varieties of you know he's singing about cowboys and stuff like that's country ish
2: <laughs> no I totally agree with that though but I think that goes back to this the whole like trying to make like white culture a thing like no no it's only one thing it only has one meaning it's like right because I know a lot of different kinds of white people <laughs>
0: You know, there was a take that he was appropriating white culture by <laughs> trying to get into country music. It's like you idiots like based on the best information we have, like one in four actual cowboys were black, like back when the Wild West was a thing.
2: Yeah. Well, you know, if you want to piss off racist, just remind them that the Lone Ranger was black.
0: Uh, right. Yeah. He was
1: like, hey, I have a deal with Wrangler because he calls out Wrangler in the song and immediately all these racist people were like, time to throw my Wranglers in the trash. Jesus. Never wear the same jeans as a black man. And it's like, what? That's just the craziest shit to be. But no, I think you're right, Phoenix. It's something about even though white culture isn't real, they're trying to create white culture. And one of the things is pop country is, is white culture. And so for a young black man, to step a toe into that space is just completely unacceptable to them for blatantly racist reasons, and I think it, it exposes the fact that it's they're not even trying to hide it. It's so blatantly racist, you know. It's it's almost shocking, but it shouldn't be shocking. I you guess. Know that's
2: the funny thing about the whole like I gotta throw away my Wranglers because the Negroes is like y'all had the same reaction to Nikes, but y'all knew niggas wear Nikes. So why the fuck were y'all wearing Nikes if you won't wear the same clothes as black people? <laughs> like, what's happening?
1: You know, Larry Bird said it was cool, so I just do whatever Larry says, man.
0: And also, like, you know that these people just buy their jeans at the, like, the farm supply store? Yeah, Like, they literally only sell Wranglers, so what are you gonna do now? Well,
1: it's like, they wanted to... Boycott Disney because uh, they had some Disney shareholder thing or whatever with fucking Star Wars Land or something. And somebody asked like, hey, are you going to continue to film in Georgia, which has like a huge film production scene? And they were like, that's something that we're really going to have to look at to see if we can continue to support that after they passed these like horrible anti-women bills. And so now conservatives are like, time to boycott Disney again. And it's like, well, good fucking luck, because that's literally – of all media.
2: Didn't they try to boycott Disney after the live-action Beauty and the Beast because LeFou was gay?
0: Inferred to be gay. That was so sad, too, because the little, like, the one tiny thing that happens in that movie that is a slight indication that this character may not be 100% heterosexual is, like, nobody would even notice it unless you were looking for it. But they, I mean, they do the same thing with the uh, with all the Marvel movies, the Star Wars movies. You know, it's the that that very online set of uh, like nerds who don't think of themselves as racist, but for some reason, all of their complaints have to do with you know why did this character have to be like cast as a black person? Like, what does that add to the story?
2: Right, right, yeah. I remember that with um, what was it, the Hunger Games when the movies came out, people were ah. really mad, and I was, I, I've never read the books. But you know, people are apparently really mad that a character who is described as a non-white person in the book, and they just skipped past that while selectively reading, was cast right. as a non-white
0: person in the movie. Yeah, as well. it was Rue, and Rue is such a small part of the story anyway. It's like how fucking fragile are you that you you can't even have just like a bit part basically played by somebody who doesn't look exactly like you.
1: The craziest thing about that to me was that people were like, "Well, look, that character is supposed to be like a surrogate for the main white character's little sister. So how could it be a surrogate for her little sister if she's black?" And it's like, "Because she's goddamn human, you monsters. Right. Like, <laughs> what are you even saying?" Ah, <laughs>
2: uh, no. That's that see like that. And that type of thing is wild to me because that's really just like Thank you for letting everybody know exactly how racist you are. Like, thank you.
0: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, i I kind of vaguely reminded of, there was a, one of those absurd c- conservative memes floating around. I think it was on the absurd co- conserva memes uh, Twitter account that was, uh, it was like a reskin of the, uh, what's it? The Eric Andre or who, who killed him right. meme, right? Where it was... Uh, Eric's firing the gun that says, like, pro-choice leftists, and then he turns around, and it's, like, leftist going, we need more immigration to, like, keep up with falling birth rates. <laughs> it's, like, who who is the audience for this? Like, what leftist has ever made an argument about immigration that had anything to do with declining birth rates? Nobody fucking cares about that, except for these... Uh, you know, like white genocide sort of conspiracy theorists.
2: Yeah, I've never seen anyone complain about that from the left. Honestly,
0: no. In fact, there are a whole bunch of people on the left going like, actually, it would be good if the overall like population of humans were kind of to humanely decline a little bit. There's a lot of room here for a lot of people, but we don't need this many people. Just make it possible for there to be fewer of them.
2: Yeah, and like. Well- either- I see right-wingers, like, pretending to with the whole, like, it's not white genocide. We just want to make sure we maintain workers. And it's like, we're moving to an age of automation. So I guarantee you did not hear a leftist fucking say, no, we need need immigrants because labor. I I promise you that didn't happen.
1: (laughs) Well, the funny thing is that Republicans are really shooting themselves in the foot on this because for capitalism to be perpetuated, you need to have an ever-expanding population right and so in an age where birth rates are declining you know our people our grandparents age would have like eight kids that's not happening anymore and so in order for capitalism to continue to function you need to have population growth and if you have you know a richer older population having less kids there's only one answer to that which is immigration is to keep the economy growing under capitalism. And so even though that is totally in line with the functioning of uh, the conservative idea of what society should be like, they're so racist that they can't accept it. And so they somehow flip the script and say, well, we got to get rid of all the immigrants, but that causes a problem because then we're not going to be, you know, having the same growth rate to keep capitalism functioning so we better outlaw abortion and force women to bear unwanted children right. and then the problem will just fix itself that's that's the thinking i guess
0: well i think we're at, we're at a point for a break and i want to come back and talk about a few more ramifications of what brenda just talked about but let's take a couple of minutes and we will be back to dig into that a little bit more
1: rise and shine breakfast is ready in 10 minutes and don't make me come back up there. This is our town.
2: It's a close-knit community. The kind of place where everyone knows everyone.
1: Hi, Miss Jay. Hey, how are you girls? And we're always there for each other. Nice sermon, Pastor. What do you guys have on for the rest of the day? Well, John has a basketball game. Yeah, I've seen this guy hoop it up around here. This kid is so lit. Hey, a Text your mom tomorrow and tell her when and where to pick you up. And uh, don't do anything stupid. Love you guys. Boys, get off the ice! We're training for the Olympics, sir! Cindy! God.
0: He's been underwater for more than 15 minutes. It's gonna be a recovery, not a rescue. I got something. We got
1: him! We've done everything medically possible. There's nothing more we can do. No. no. Please, God. Cindy your holy spirit to save my son yeah man so speaking of uh, of terrible movies like live action aladdin which is terrible um <laughs> unlike what matt's saying uh have you seen it no
0: all right reserve judgment no. all right it's fine <laughs> it's, it's a perfectly fine film
1: so uh mm-hmm. my wife was was taking the kids to vi- to visit her sister in a in a small town up in uh In western or in northern uh, Nebraska. And she was like, oh, you know, maybe we'll go see a movie out. Um, You know, there's a movie theater in your small town in Nebraska. Like, it must be playing like Aladdin or Detective Pikachu or something like that. And she's like, oh, no, the only movie that it's playing right
0: now is Breakthrough. And this is a movie where. Well, for one thing, it's a movie where they tell you the entire plot of the movie in the trailer.
1: Yeah, Phoenix, have you seen the trailer for Breakthrough?
2: I have not, but it sounds like a creepy Christian movie.
1: Yes. Let me let me recap it for (laughs) you. Uh if you want to see this movie, just watch the two-minute trailer. Covers the whole story from beginning to end. It's It does a great job. You don't have to see it because you've already got it. So right. what happens is a white kid falls through the ice and is saved by a black EMT who hears a voice in the back of his head. You know, he's saying, you know, I, I want to give up because he's been under for, you know, 15 minutes and there's no way he's still alive. But I just felt something in the back of my head that I just got to try one more time and I found him and then he lived. Um, and then the family is like, this is a miracle from, from God. Thank you. And the black guy's like, I actually don't believe in God. And then the family goes, well, this is a problem that must be rectified right away. (laughs) That's the movie. That's the whole movie. Uh, uh, and you know, I'll give you a. Uh, some spoilers about what happens probably.
0: Uh, <laughs> yeah, please. Just, th- just Let's just destroy this movie for anybody who's listening.
1: Yeah, I think what happens in the final act is that the white family says, you know what, it's actually probably kind of rude of us to try to push our beliefs onto this EMT who saved our son's fucking life, right. by the way. Right. Uh, yeah, totally. They, uh, they, they and we should just probably just leave his a, personal beliefs alone. Yeah,
0: a, a plurality of beliefs is actually a strong thing for a society and maybe we don't have to be proselytizing all the fucking time.
1: Hmm. I, or may, that's one possible outcome, or, <laughs> you know, he could just have, like, a repentance breakdown or whatever it, after being any, Like I right. like,
2: uh, like, the Clue movie, how, you know, they have all the endings, and like, but here's <laughs> what oh, really right.
1: happened. <laughs> oh, that would actually be a good twist for a, a Christian movie, too, is to just, you know, set it up, like, you know, get all the churches in there, and then at the end be like, actually, this... This guy's making a lot of points uh, that I haven't really considered before
0: about. <laughs> uh, just pull, oh, the, pull the switcheroo. Yeah, just another, like, God's Not Dead, except it ends this time with, like, the professor like actually looks across the street before he walks out of it, and he's like, oh man, that was close. Well, I'm glad I used science and rationality not to get myself killed.
1: You know, time I never saw details.
0: that
2: movie, but I seem to remember, like, in the trailer that. The reporter who was an atheist got cancer, and the conservative Muslim was always wearing tank tops, and it was weird. Yes. <laughs> and that's all I remember about that movie.
1: <laughs> no, that's what ha- that's what happens to people who uh, who don't believe hard enough. You know, yeah, you uh, get cancer. It's, it's bad. It's that's bad the, out there.
0: That's the real reason that uh, Christian conservative bigots don't like uh, Muslims. They think they're all just surfer dudes from the 1990s uh, who it's were true. objectively annoying.
1: Right. The, the the best part about it now is that uh, conservatives are like Muslims, they're just too liberal, uh, for for me. Yikes. Yes. <laughs> which is just which is just absolutely hilarious. Um, okay.
2: So but speaking of Muslims, did you see the new ranking about safest countries for women?
0: No, who who Oh I'm, that? I'm sure
1: America's number one, right? Number one, baby.
2: Oh um, <laughs> We're tied with Syria. <laughs> oh no! Woof. That's that's
1: not what you want to hear.
2: <laughs> so, like, yeah, so yeah, I just see the thing because you know, and that's always the you know the white dude bros who are like, "Well, you feminists complain." Imagine going to a Middle Eastern country. Apparently, we don't have to.
0: Right? Jesus <laughs> Christ!
2: That so was yeah, the- um, yeah. The ten top ten most unsafe countries for women. The United States made the list, and apparently, we're about on par with Syria when it comes to. Um, Women being able to report sexual abuse, sexual harassment, and rape allegations.
0: I mean, that sounds right. Nothing against uh, the good people of Syria, but they are also in the depths of a civil war right now. So, right,
2: yeah. Oh no, it's just it's just interesting that like they went, and I don't know if that was because the data literally lined up that close, or if it was like kind of a shade thing to be like, oh, so Muslims are a problem, huh? You know, and then, like, hey, look at you guys. You guys are right here, too. So, yeah, that was uh, interesting to me. Yikes. I saw that. Yeah, exactly. Well,
0: speaking of kind of bonkers uh, conservative ideology, um, following from the discussion that we were having before the break, there was a really interesting, um, interesting in the train wreck way, uh, sort of <laughs> dicta from Justice Clarence Thomas in mm. the past couple of days. Yeah. Um, where he goes off on how um, basically he he starts off talking about abortion and then moves into birth control and the whole right. idea of birth control and how it was originally promoted by Margaret Sanger, uh, the founder of Planned Parenthood, who was you know, she lived in the like 1920s. That was when yeah. she was politically active and all of the. Positive ways she wrote about eugenics because that was like a hot trend at the time this (laughs) science of eugenics And we could make the human race better through kind of selective breeding and stuff like that Um, Clarence Thomas is looking at those statements now literally a hundred years later and going like well you know the 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 only rational conclusion from this is that anybody promoting access to birth control is a eugenicist
2: Right, which is such a bizarre argument because, well, I mean, first of all, it's ahistorical in the context that um, birth control has always been um, a topic, you know, and I mean, shit, there were women who were burned alive during the witch trials for teaching other women how to use herbal birth control, but, you know, and I mean, it was a thing with slavery as part of the resistance in America, you know, slaves resisting, um, you know, forced breeding with herbal, you know, uh, remedies for pregnancy and whatnot. So, I mean, already it's like ahistorical, but it's like extra interesting from the context that anybody who supports birth control is somehow a eugenicist, yet at the same time um, forced sterilizations are not eugenics.
0: Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and and, and oh, OK. What was really remarkable to me also was the way that his comments echoed. It, it's not just comments like this is part of that of the record of whatever case they were deciding. It, it wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't decisive in the case. It was just extra stuff he wanted to tack onto it. Um, I mean, the the eventual outcome, uh, you know, the the logical conclusion of his comments on this case mirror so much of what you see from uh sort of the uh like racialized conservative backlash to abortion rights um where people will make the argument that like actually like being pro-choice is bad because it's anti-black because like more black women you know like proportionately have abortions than white women do so this is some sort of uh some nefarious There's, plot to like keep the black population down. Yeah, when they're, they're like, saving the
1: the black race from itself, it's you know, it's an act so, of kindness.
2: So bizarre, because there are these moments where fucking hoteps and right wingers meet up, and it's just such a weird axis of evil.
0: I'm sorry, I just I just heard you say right wingers <laughs> twice in a row. Were you trying to say two different things? <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, it's,
2: it's are a little it's, fucking weird. It's
0: it's it's totally amazing, and you know, it's a uh, at least like white people using this is. Yeah. Um, you're gonna play white savior on this particular, um, but then do nothing to address any sort of, uh, you know, like generational wealth inequalities right. between the white and the black population. Um, you know, and then also like when you look at the statistics, it turns out that uh, like black women are not having it, that, that abortions are not correlated by race so much as they are correlated by poverty mm-hmm. and women in mm-hmm. poverty happen to be disproportionately black. They're not interested in yeah. fixing that fucking problem. They're not.
2: They're not, but you know, I think that also speaks to, you know, just general racism, white supremacy. It is, um, you know, there is, like, on the one hand, denying birth control abortions to white women is for your little fucking, you know, white genocide panic, right? You're sure. ensuring a continuation of a white population. But also denying it to women of color, and in particular black women, ensures a subservient worker class that you can always exploit and shit 100%. on. 100%. And it's like, yeah, so technically we can't own them anymore, but... Have yeah, you ever tried no. owning a business and exploiting the fuck out of them, or like well, I, you know, I, I or think, like getting in that prison labor racket? Like, yeah,
0: absolutely. I think you're, I think you're 100 right, and that speaks to that idea that abortion correlates more with poverty than it does with race, because it, that goes back to what Brendan was saying before that in order to feed the the beast, the maw of capitalism, you have to have an ever expanding working class of yeah. you know basically wage laborers and you can't do that if, you know, people are making smart for their situation family planning decisions. Right,
1: exactly. And the the crazy part about that is that, you know, Republicans are always complaining about like identity politics and saying like, "Oh, you know, you treat all white men like they're the same where like we really need to look at the individual and, you know, it's all about individual freedoms and individual liberties." Right. Unless you're a black woman that, you know, wants birth control, then it's like hey you're you're not helping the black race by you know having having more babies you know so we're going to step in and help you giving absolutely not a th- wit of consideration to the individual situation that that person is in and that it's not a solution for them on any level oh, to absolutely. think that you know forced birth is a a solution for your problems is just completely absurd on its face and
0: as with so many things with uh you know like real diehard conservatives the right hand never knows what the left hand is doing because on one hand they're saying like uh you know like abortion is a scourge on the black (coughs) community and on the other they'll still make the arguments about like welfare queens who are having too many kids and you know sucking up the public teat
1: Mm
2: -hmm.
0: Mm -hmm.
2: right or blame um you know well black on black crime only exists because black single mothers
0: Oh, right. Yeah, exactly. Okay. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Right. Not even giving a... a mention of the fact that like well the reason that black on black crime exists is because you know black people are made to feel so unwanted in like white spaces that the only other people that they interact with are black people in so many situations because you don't let them exist in other areas of society that you've just deemed as these are white people spaces you know please stay out.
2: yeah stay out or we're gonna call the police and have you murdered but um yeah it's wild to me how many times i've been blocked across various social media platforms when you know racists will come up and say well you need to fix the a black-on-black crime problem. Like, 94% of black people are killed by black people. I'm like, okay, 92% of white people are killed by white people. It's right. almost like proximity matters. And then it's like, well, that, that's, that's
1: different because reasons. <laughs> right, because white people are all the same like black people are. Black people are all the same when they do crimes. It's because they're black and they're bad. When white people do crimes, you know, it's complicated. You know, there's a lot of different
0: factors. Yeah, black people be listening to hip-hop and white people be listening to country music. Yes, and never the twain shall meet. <laughs> Apparently not. Well, I want to pivot a little bit. Unfortunately, not of the not off of the issue of racism, but there was another article, Brendan, that you posted today about um, this uh, this new information about the lawsuit about the census race uh, uh, citizenship Ugh. question. Can you give us a little a little background on that?
1: Yeah, so, I mean, this has been going on for a while. There's a census that's supposed to take place in 2020, and the census is very important because the census is what's used to figure out how many House districts there are for representation in the House of Representatives. Uh, So right now it's at 435, and, you know, they do a census, and they might say, oh, you know, population expanded in California— Oh, but it declined in, um, you know, Alabama. Everyone's leaving because of all the horrible laws we passed. <laughs> right. Oops, you know, something like that. Uh, and so that's a problem for Republicans because anytime a census happens, there's a chance that you might have to do redistricting. And the, mm-hmm. they've worked so hard over these past ten years. To gerrymander these districts to give them a really comfortable, safe, uh, you know, election bonus, uh, you know, to 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 have a couple extra votes in there. Even if you total up the votes, you'll see that, you know, Republicans only got like 45 percent of the vote. But, you know, they happen to have all of these seats in these state legislatures and things Mm -hmm. like that. Um, So. Their plan is to put a citizenship question on the census, which, is, which has never been done before. And so that part of the census they'll ask, hey, are you a US citizen? And they haven't done that before because once you start asking that question, people go, well, why do you want to know that? How is that relevant sure. to the census? And maybe I don't want to participate in the census at all because I feel like you're just going to create a registry of illegal immigrants and then come and, you know, Separate me from my family and and lock me in a concentration camp. Maybe I don't want to participate
0: in that. And that's what they want. Because then they get undercounted. It's worth pointing Mm -hmm. out right there that uh, when you get your census forms, it's not every individual is filling out a census form. It's that every household is expected to turn one in. So the citizenship question would go for not just the person filling out the form, but also anybody who might be living in your house with you.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. And the census is constitutionally uh, decreed oh, no. to count every person within the United right. States. Right, yeah. Right. Uh, so, I mean, that's legit in the constitution. So that's the goal, right? And the goal is to say, hey, if there's a bunch of people here who happen to not be citizens, you still count them. Um, and this has actually worked in Republicans' favor because they found out that – if you get a massive private prison in your district, yes. you get to count that as part of your population.
0: Jesus. But
1: I was they just have to vote against you yes. for supporting the horrible private prison. Yep.
0: Mm-hmm. All right. So this, this thing uh, came out just in the past couple of days. Uh, some Somebody died, I guess? Yeah. So one of the guys who was working on this. Uh,
1: you know, drive to include the citizenship question. Uh, he had uh, compiled a bunch of research about why this was a good idea. And one of the research papers basically said, hey, if you change the census to, well, if you if you change the way that the representation is decided to be based on how many citizens are in your district, or how many eligible voters are in your district versus just the total number of people in your district, that will significantly overcount white non-Hispanics and undercount every other racial group. Right. And so they took this information and said, that sounds great. We'd like to move forward with this. Um, The current secretary of... uh, Wilbur Ross, uh, who's in charge of the of the census, uh, testified before a committee hearing, and they were asking him directly, like, why are you doing this? And he's like, well, because the Department of Justice told us to. And they're like, well, why is that? And he's like, I don't know. But he did know, and the reason was to be racist. But he didn't want to say that out loud. Right. So he just lied and said that they had no idea what they were doing this for. But yeah, His reasoning the was
0: this completely cynical – Ploy on the part of the GOP to make sure that nobody except for just white non-Hispanics get counted in the census and therefore toward representation. Mm-hmm. Typical. It's it's like national level g- gerrymandering.
1: Yeah, and it's the most anti-democratic thing that you could possibly do. Right, is to say, hey, if you if you come from an area where there's a lot of people who you know have you know, an unclear citizenship status. And, you know, I think that's one of the things that they also forget about is like there's universities that have a lot of students that aren't necessarily citizens or sure. things like that. You know, those are still people that technically you are supposed to be serving in your capacity as a representative of the people who live in your district. Well, on paper and, anyway. Right. Exactly. I mean, that's the idea, right, is that you don't necessarily care about, well, can this person vote for me or not? Are they an eligible voter? Oh, They're a 16 year old. Don't give a shit about Mm -hmm. them. They can't vote or something like that, you know, but they want to twist it so that it's like, hey, only, you know, people who are not felons, who have voting rights, you know, who maybe are landowners, you know, those are really the people who should Mm -hmm. count and everybody else, you know, maybe they really shouldn't count. And just because a lot of those people live in your area, we don't think that you should get you know, equal representation in our government, because those people just are worth less than, you know, people who are full, you know, real citizens. Right. And that's pretty gross. And I don't like it.
2: That's awful. But I think that, you know, conforms to what, like the pattern that we sort of always had. Right. (laughs) Right. So the wealthy and the landowning are the people who have the biggest voice. And it'll be interesting to see if um, all these abortion laws are upheld. How many women have a right to vote in, like, 10 to 15 years from now?
1: Yeah, that's always, you know, been part of the plan, too, is to say, hey, if you criminalize, uh, you know, abortion and birth control, then that's an easy way to just, you know, take the people who, uh, you know— You don't want to be, you know, they're not going to vote Republican if they're out there, you know, using birth control. Ooh. So who cares if they're not going to vote for you? Let's just criminalize Mm -hmm. it. And then we'll have a great excuse to take their vote away. And, you know, it's just a win-win for for all Republican men out there. Yeah, basically. But the crazy part to me is that um, even though this is happening and it's so obvious that it's happening... You know, you don't hear the Democrats talking about it a lot for some reason.
0: Yeah, that's unfortunate, right? It's it's almost like we have an opposition party that are are just jobbers for their own opposition and uh, don't don't actually care to talk about this stuff. Um, they're doing they're doing landline polling showing that uh, Joe Biden, who's a historic ally of communities of color. Um, is doing better in the you know like the pre-primary polling uh, than anybody else's. Go figure.
2: Right, I love the fact they're using landlines. Like who in twenty nineteen has a landline?
0: <laughs> uh, right. Yeah. Exactly.
2: Right. Okay. Okay.
1: No, it's the best way to figure out what the real America mm-hmm. thinks uh, about your candidate. Right. You know, real America
0: and- defined by both. Yeah, by by both the Democratic and the Republican parties as being old white people who own a house. Yep.
1: Right, and that and that's the sad fact is that you know Democrats don't necessarily want to stand up on these issues because most Democrats are you know rich right. white people, and so they don't really care that much about it, or you know they don't want to expose themselves from a quote you know attack to say well, this person cares more about uh, illegal immigrants than real hardworking Americans. Right. And so they'd rather just say, well, maybe I just won't even step into it, and I'll just say, you know, I think Trump's tweets are bad. You know, mm-hmm. that's the that's the platform that I'm going to run yeah, on. Yeah, we're,
0: we're going to bring dignity back to the office. Yeah. You know, as far as that goes, have we seen many, uh, like, strong statements about any of these issues that we've covered tonight from some of the more progressive uh, presidential candidates? I mean, is is Elizabeth Warren or Bernie Sanders or God forbid, like Andrew Yang out there going um, like, this is a clear racist, uh, you know, an attempt by the GOP to disenfranchise people based on their own racist ideology. Has anybody actually said that?
2: Um, In regards to the census?
0: Yeah. I mean the, the, the census, the, the abortion rights. I mean, any of the kind of the, the obvious ploy on the part of the GOP to just try to continue to disenfranchise like specifically the black population of the United States, but also anybody who isn't just a, a GOP voter. I think
2: the most I've seen was Bernie Sanders. And I think Warren also said that felons should have a right to vote. I think that's about okay. as far as it's gone, <laughs> but even that isn't like, I mean, yes, it's good. Felons should have a right to vote, but that doesn't really encompass, uh, you know, the totality of the situation right now, Of uh, making all these things, criminal offenses. And of course, you know, leading what's going to lead to a bunch of kids coming up in foster care and growing up in poverty, which is going to put them at risk of being criminalized, you know, for existing and, you know, creating generations and generations of, you know, more and more people in mass incarceration who will never have a vote. But, you know, they haven't really addressed that aspect of these bills. Um, you know, right.
1: Well, and yeah, I mean, I don't know how much you want to get into it, but I know that you have a lot of experience with the foster care system. And that's one of the things that these Republicans point to when they say, hey, you know, it's okay if we, you know, make abortion illegal because, you know, these kids will just get adopted. There's a backstop Right. Right, Right. Right. exactly. It's just going to work itself out great because... As far as I understand, that system's just been going fantastically uh, and they should just overload it well, with, it's already you know, tens of thousands of millions I mean, of people. It's already kids. overloaded,
2: like that's the thing. And you know, the thing with foster care and, oh, so did y'all see the speaking of foster care, the story in Colorado about the kid who's being adopted by one
1: of his teachers? No. So oh, well, real heartwarming story over there. So for sure. apparently,
2: <laughs> um he this kid needs uh, an organ transplant. But he is going to get kicked off the donor list because he's in foster care and being in foster care means you quote unquote don't have a stable home. And so because he doesn't have like a stable address, he was going to get booted off the donor list. So one of his teachers is adopting him because America's fucking awesome.
1: Uh, Isn't that great that they will prevent you from getting an abortion, but then put you in foster care? But then, if you need medical help while you're in foster care, they're like, "Well, I mean, I don't know if it's really worth spending the medical care right. on you because you're one of them foster right. kids." So we'll just call it like a you know uh, one of those sixth-year abortions. Yeah, a, you know, it's uh, a very very we'll just do it as, as a, slow a very late-term abortion. Very late
0: And did this story come up in in that sort of, uh, that now this like heartwarming, uh, like Facebook meme sort of thing, like, like this system is fucking terrible, but look, like it worked out reasonably well for exactly one person (laughs) out of the thousands and thousands affected by this problem. Exactly.
2: Yeah. I fucking hate that shit. But yeah, no, that's where how they're framing the story, of course, because that's how they do. Um, but no, like I, it's the,
0: it's the kid, it's the kid with the, uh, the walker that Home Depot yeah, employees yeah. put together right. for him.
1: Home Depot employees, you know, di- generously donate a shovel for a child to dig its own grave. <laughs> oh you know, God, what, yeah. what a heartwarming you know, tale. know right exactly right. It's cordial, mean, honestly.
0: <laughs> I, I guarantee you that whatever sort of health insurance that kid has, it says something about. Like, do it yourself healthcare solutions that just absolve them of any well, responsibility whatsoever. Most
2: likely, if he's in foster care, he's on like Medicaid and Medicaid doesn't cover shit, which I know because I was in foster care and I had Medicaid and it didn't cover shit. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, that's, um, You know, pretty standard, but no, you know, speaking of foster care, because, you know, I was in and I'll talk about it, but they lose thousands of kids every year. People don't talk about that. They don't talk about how many kids get lost, end up homeless, or end up in abusive homes and run away and end up getting arrested for things like prostitution charges or like drug charges and end up in prison because they're old enough to be tried as adults when they're, you know, 16, 15, 16, 17 years old. You know, so that's happening. Or how many foster parents are abusive as shit because Honestly, it's fucking conservative white Christian evangelicals who get preference when it comes to fostering kids because they're seen as, like, the ideal. Like, oh, you're white, you're conservative, you love white Jesus, you're the best person to raise a baby. And so there's just, like... Right. A
0: especially,
2: black baby, especially. for sure. So, you know, there's just tons and tons of stories of foster care parents who are, like, foster care parents were like, beating their kids and, like, you know, because it's God's will, apparently, to beat the shit out of children. I don't know. why Jesus. Yeah, of course. Doesn't.
0: So, so sp- beat spare- the devil out of them, <laughs> spare, let's be clear. Yes. Spare the rod, spoil the child. Yes. I mean, it's literally in the fucking
2: it Bible. Is. And so,
1: you know, yeah, I was reading something the other day where they do such a poor job and you know, these are these these poor institutions, I mean, are so criminally underfunded mm-hmm. and, you know, over, you know, burdened with, you know, so many kids and they don't have the staff and they don't have the resources and they're working with, you know, computers from 1992 and shit sure. like that. Um but I was reading this story about how the data is so bad that, you know, they were like, do you keep track of when you place foster care kids and they die while in the care of some of these families? And they were like, uh, sorta, we do <laughs> <What>? like <laughs> a, a little bit, but like, you know, not like super well, what? Um, mm-hmm. you know, and it's like,
0: holy well, shit, not like legally, that it's not legally wild. mandated.
2: So... Why would
0: they? <laughs> I'm sorry, you guys, uh, but I, I saw um, Shazam uh, a few weeks ago. <laughs> oh my god! And, <laughs> what? Uh, you as, just as like bad movies? I, is, that, as, is that your
2: as deal? Far, as, far as, recall,
0: <laughs> as far as I can recall, as far as I can recall, the only portrayal of a foster family uh, in any movie that I've seen for the past like 10 years um, was Shazam. And I was made to understand that every foster kid got placed in the care of a very caring, young, hip Hispanic couple.
2: No, no. And you're saying that that's That's not the I actually got placed with people who voted for Trump in this last election cycle. (laughs)
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, I'm sure that's a lot of that's a lot of people, right? And uh, you know, and there's people out there who um, who say like, oh, hey, if I get foster kids, like I get a couple, uh, you know, grand mm-hmm. a month or whatever. Or I don't even know what the payment, is, but they yeah. they get money for taking care of yeah. these foster kids, and so they're like, yo, give me all the kids you can. And I don't even have to do anything; yep. they'll just take care of themselves, yep. you know. I'll just throw some, you know, you know, easy mac at them every yeah. once in a while, and you know, and then I'll just take the checks, and they don't even check, yeah. and they don't even um, keep track of like when these kids uh, don't do mm-hmm. great because that's not really that's a, not goal a goal of it—is making sure that the kids, yeah, do you just well. got to
2: make sure they don't die. Well, try to make sure they don't die. That's about the extent of it. But no, my husband actually came up in a foster care house in a foster care house like that. Like there was a bunch of kids, and they were getting money and. Um, like literally the older kids were not allowed to go to school, like in high school because their job was to babysit the younger kids. Like none of the older kids in his foster care house graduated from high school because it was their job to stay home and watch the younger kids because the adults weren't going to fucking do it. And they,
1: it's called Christian homeschooling. <laughs> you know, you wouldn't understand.
2: <laughs> and they had to take the little kids to the soup kitchen because they're, they they would not spend the money on food. Oh, they did, however, have a pet monkey, believe it or not. <laughs> yeah I swear to god they had a pet monkey but um the older kids had to take the younger kids to the soup kitchen because there was not food money um in the foster care house but in my foster care house oh. it was like but
0: there was, there was monkey there was money was though. Monkey yeah money. I was gonna say did he did he grow up in Agrabah
2: <laughs> he grew up in Washington state <laughs> not
0: Jesus. Yeah,
2: but apparently it was a little monkey like a boo so you know yeah Which is actually, I'll have to see if I can find a a a recording of him talking about it. Basically, like, he had to miss his homecoming and his girlfriend broke up with him, like, sophomore year of high school because he literally had to stay home and clean the monkey cage. Mm. And she thought he was lying about
1: it. What the hell? (laughs) Mm. I think they made this into a TV show. It was called (laughs) Friends. Yes,
2: actually. And then, of course, you know, the foster care house I had was actually the opposite Um, There were so many kids in the foster care house that they qualified for food stamps because you had to have a traditional home. Right. So, you know, the man works and the woman stays home. But um, they were so poor, they qualified for food stamps, but they refused to take them and instead just not feed us because welfare is for the Negroes
0: jesus yeah like Mm. i
2: like to this day i will not eat popcorn because we actually had all you can eat popcorn nights because that was like the only food in the house so yeah it was good times good times you know but more kids in foster care is gonna be amazing for everyone involved
0: yeah good job brandon thanks for (laughs) causing this problem
1: (laughs) yeah well, holy shit! Uh, well, yeah. Thank you for sharing. That was amazing. Yeah, absolutely. Thank um, you, for yeah, this. No. not to
0: not to downplay the thing. All, all all we can do in the face of this just absolute hell country that we've created is, I mean, if you can't laugh, oh yeah, what what else is going to happen? Oh yeah.
2: And I think it's important too for people just like come forward and talk about this type of shit because like. A lot of times you were like, oh, I heard from someone who heard from someone that, like, this is what, you know, it's like. And it's like, no, like, I'll fucking talk about my experiences because, you know, I'm not ashamed about it. And if bringing the reality of what happened helps people understand how dire some of these situations are, like, I'll fucking do it. Shit.
1: (laughs) Yeah, but no, I think it's important that people understand because I think a lot of people, they just think in their mind, like, well, yeah, we should criminalize abortion and ban abortion because those kids should just be in foster care and that would just be better for everybody and it's like you don't know what you're fucking talking about like and so it is important for them to uh, to understand the implications of like what Mm -hmm. they support because i think a lot of people that's just they just get raised in that and they say hey this is just the church says that this is Mm -hmm. how it is and then they don't really think too much yeah. harder the only you know, media about it.
0: representation of a foster family in the past 10 years was in shazam or it like looks like a pretty sweet yeah. deal
1: yeah yeah oh man there was an amazing uh story recently where that guy justin amash actually you know what maybe this will be my high note
0: all right cool well let's uh yeah let's take a quick break there uh we have we have dragged everybody just all the way down like through the earth's mantle. Let's uh let's take a couple of minutes, we'll uh we'll take it out on a high note if we can find one. Sex, age, marital status, current address, religion, ethnic background. What's a dwelling?
1: Don't ask me. I'm still stuck on question three. Surname? I don't have
0: one! Just put
1: purple. Uh, okay. Rental status? Month by month. Occupation. Skinny cunt. What? Nothing! <laughs> What'd you put for house description? Shithole! So it begins when it arrives We gotta justify our lives And face the fact that nothing's changed Since the last time we did this Five years ago Back when we promised that we'd get our shit together So in five years time we wouldn't feel like Total fucking failures But in five years we've done fuck all But lament the fact that we've done
0: fucking nothing with our lives And then they fucking make us write it down When the census comes to town they Sex Age
1: I have to figure (laughs) out how to turn this into a high note because it's a real
0: doozy of a story. Uh Uh-oh, these these are always kind of a gamble with you. (laughs) The high
1: notes are, it's a little thin out there,
0: so... You come out optimistic, and then I find a way to make it terrible. uh, And (laughs) then it's like, oh, that's not a high note anymore, sorry. Help me figure out which way this one's going to go.
1: So, this dude, Justin Amash... Is a libertarian conservative, and he is now fully on the impeachment train, uh, more so than many Democrats, which is a little sad and disappointing. This guy's from uh, he,
0: Michigan, is that right?
1: Right, and like I said, he's kind of like a Rand Paul kind of like you know, uh, you know, constitutional libertarian conservative, and so he's fully just said, you know what, Trump's got to go. Like this guy sucks. Like he's not doing the conservative things that I want him to do. You know, let's kick him to the curb. So he had this town hall and people fucking loved it. They were cheering left and right. And they interviewed this woman as she was leaving the town hall and she was a Trump supporter. And she said, I went to the town hall because I wanted to hear what he had to say. And I found it very interesting and surprising that he was saying that the Mueller report did not exonerate Donald Trump. And I had never heard that before, and I'm very interested to to learn more and to read the report for myself because I haven't read it myself because I had just been watching the news. and Wait, Which news? Of course, she's, what well, what fucking news did you think <laughs> she was watching, man? <laughs> Trump's Twitter feed was the news that she was watching, right. and she was like, well, the news said no collusion, so I just thought that's what it was, but I guess now Republicans saying it's not. So I'm going to have to look into it a little bit more. So, I mean, I guess that's a high note. I don't know. It's crazy. It's a crazy world out there, man. I
0: think that is a reasonable high note, Brennan, actually. And and I'm going to try not to scuttle it. uh, (laughs) But you have people talking about, you know, leftists are all in these media bubbles. And nobody talks about how, Mm -hmm. you know, you don't seem to have too many New York Times op-eds written about how, Uh, People in the right wing literally only get their news from Donald Trump himself and his friends at Fox News. His literal friends, Mm -hmm. like he calls them in their office sort of friends. Um, So to see that bubble pierced a little bit with something approaching consensus reality, uh, that is actually pretty encouraging.
1: That's kind of cool. So, yeah, hopefully it gets better from there. I know, Matt. You saw the Aladdin movie. That's you know, high <laughs> note.
0: the Aladdin movie was fine. Also, by the way, Phoenix uh, Shazam. Also, a perfectly serviceable movie. If you say so. It was. It was fine.
2: Uh, it was. Mm. It was pretty
0: cool. You get some interesting, I, and, and I don't think it's done in a like a tokenizing way either. You get like a nice spread of representation in that film, which is okay. refreshing. And also, it was a DC movie where the purported hero was not just murdering people left and right. <laughs> so that's a step in the right direction. That's
1: a nice change of pace. There's that AOC knock down the house documentary that's on Netflix. Oh, that's right. I yeah. haven't watched it yet. We should watch it and talk about it in a future episode. Cool. It sounds really, really interesting. Yeah.
0: Uh, Well, speaking of heroes uh, massacring people left and right, uh, one of my high notes for the week is that I talked about it a couple of weeks ago. Our Redwall podcast recorded our first episode last night, and it should be out um, probably around the time that this episode drops. So go and check that out. It's it's super fun. We read the first of the Redwall books by Brian Jakes and talked about government and racism and the weird... Gender dynamics of that book And just a really nice lefty podcast About a thing that you probably read When you were a kid nice. um, So come and, come and read along with us. it was, It was super fun
1: Phoenix, are you familiar with the, the Red Wall Series of, of novels? Uh, I've
2: never actually read them I've seen them, but I've never read them
1: It's like King Arthur and the Knights of the Round
0: Table But mice, I guess okay. Yeah, And also they're arguably communists Okay sort of like central state planning communists and then they run into uh, the, the first book literally has them run into a bunch of like eco-socialist anarchists nice um, who, who are portrayed by the shrews who are also <laughs> kind of a joke because they want to, these kooky shrews always wanting to take a vote on things
2: oh nice, alright uh, yeah, right. so, so
0: super fun, yeah uh, check that out at the red wall pod on twitter, that's where the updates will be also we talk about the food a bunch So that was super fun
1: yeah speaking of animals Phoenix, you had an amazing experience (laughs) with your cat i don't know if amazing
2: is like the right word for it
0: i i I was amazed by it not unbelievable not necessarily in the good way
2: yeah it's like what the fuck? like how awesome
0: used to be a biblical word that just meant like jaw dropping yeah all
2: right so anyone who's been following me knows like the cat saga if you will right so we had originally adopted two cats for Christmas, and we, you know, got them from someone on Craigslist, and they swore up and down one of the cats was fixed. Neither of the cats were fixed, and it was a male <laughs> cat and a female cat, so we got them for Christmas and by March. And you know March- how kids
0: are when they get together.
2: Yes. So by March, we had kittens, so we had, like, seven cats for a minute. And of course, yeah, I know, it was ridiculous. This is how
1: Gremlin starts. It
2: is, it is. And so, of course, we're like, hey, friends, y'all want a cat or two? You know, and so we had to give some of the cats away because you just can't keep seven cats. Um, That's a lot. So we're down to three cats. We have the father, and then we have two male kittens from the litter. And, of course, we're like, okay, immediately get the father fixed after the kittens are born because we're not doing this again. Mm -hmm. You know, and then um, we were debating whether or not to get the two kittens fixed they're a year well they're not kittens anymore they're a year old now and um because they're indoor cats right so like do you really have to get them fixed if they're indoor cats but where we moved there is a female cat who is not fixed who likes to come on the porch Mm, because she can mm -hmm. smell the boys so i was like fuck it we're getting so you got a couple of
0: uh, horny teenage males in your house exactly
2: exactly so i was like all right we need to get the cats fixed like this we're not we're not i'm not fucking doing this you know and so last week we got one of them fixed everything went fine today we got the other one fixed. And, you know, I, I don't know if this is typical everywhere, but here, when you get a cat fixed, you drop them off at like eight in the morning, you pick them up somewhere on like five, six o'clock at night. That's just what they do. Cause they, you know, do like, you know, whatever, like 50 cats a day. So I get a call at like two o'clock this afternoon. And the vet is like, hi, is this the person responsible for this cat? And I was like, yes. Why? And she goes on to tell me that, my cat died during surgery. Died? And then they resuscitated. died. Like, heart stopped beating, had no oxygen for, like, four and a half minutes. Dead. And then they resuscitated him. And I was like, what? And she goes, yeah, uh, he seems to be okay, but- he can't really stand up and walk around, and that it might just be because of the anesthesia. What the but hell? It might also be brain damage.
0: It might also be possessed. I was gonna say, like, did she say anything about a pet cemetery out back? <laughs>
2: serious right now and she's like yeah you know so it's he did you know stop breathing and you know he was technically dead but he's back now and you know here's some signs and symptoms you need to look for to make sure that he's not suffering any like long-term brain damage because no oxygen oh my god it's like oh okay like i did not i didn't well, know
0: have you gotten him back yet yes I mean, he got
2: back tonight
0: how, how is he i mean he does seems he seems
2: okay yeah, he, she said one of the biggest things to look for was whether or not he could, you know, had like, um, like muscle coordination. And so after the anesthesia wore off, he was, you know, jumped up on his favorite table and he's been laying on it nonstop. But I mean, he jumped up there by himself.
0: Did the vet. Also want to go on and talk about how uh, she had a big religious breakthrough because of this, that there was a voice (laughs) in the back of her head telling her, like, no, the cat's not dead. I need to save it.
2: She did not say that. Um, However, she did say that the cat might have a um, heart defect, like a heart murmur or something, and that might be why he reacted that way to the anesthesia. So um, apparently there's cat you can get a cat EKG from a cat cardiologist. Cat cardiologists are a thing. <laughs> I found
1: that Could
0: out. you get like a
1: cat scan? <laughs>
0: oh my God, <laughs> Brendan, Jesus Christ.
1: <laughs>
0: so, so she's
2: like, yeah, she You're gave me- You're fired.
0: A, you don't get to come on the podcast anymore. That was <laughs> awful. But
2: yeah, so she gave me a list of like cat cardiologists and she's like, here, you should go get him an EKG and you know, have him do blood work and labs. And I was like- I'm what?
0: And I was like, you seriously think the cat is, like,
2: mentally altered? And she's like, it's possible.
1: I picture it like it's, like, fucking Grey's Anatomy up in this uh, (laughs) hospital room, you know? (laughs) where you got, like, seven doctors being like, this cat is coding, yeah. you know, we need to get in here. Stop making out with that intern. Say, you know, get in here B right now. There's somebody is
0: absolutely, like, finally hooking up with the hot nurse, like, yes. going on in the background. I'm not going to lose another lose one.
1: one. Yeah, I,
2: I don't actually know what the record is. I don't know how many they've lost, because I did not know cats die while being neutered or spayed. I didn't know well, that thing. Well, I was
0: going to say, I mean, I don't see what the big deal is, because it sounds like your cat is just down from nine to eight.
2: I think so. Um, I think so. Boom. I mean, eight is still a lot, but he is only a year old.
1: Watch for, like, glowing red eyes, all night long, blood-curdling shrieks. You know, those can be interesting side effects. Did it come back
0: particularly greasy and creepy looking?
2: Well, I have some holy water, so I, like, I think it'll be okay.
0: Right. So, we'll see. Yeah,
1: keep that at your bedside.
0: Just you in know, case. Just, just, just in case. a spray bottle. Yes. And when it works, you can say, like, it was because it was holy, not because this is what you do to discipline a cat anyway.
2: Exactly. Well, I mean, you know, confirmation <laughs> bias for everyone, obviously. Um, <laughs> and so, I don't know. I, sh- I think I should, like, I've been one of those, like, atheist versus Christian debate groups. I think I should post about it and be like, Christians, if you value life and the creatures God has sent us to take care of, you should donate to the... <laughs> cat cardiologist fund
0: so i can ensure the <laughs> health and say, yeah. well-being do, of my do cat. you have a do you have a gofundme going yet uh, That's a pretty good grift in that.
2: i've been seriously thinking about putting one up i've, I've really oh been man thinking about and it.
0: hashtag it breakthrough
1: yes and, breakthrough you know, just, yeah oh. the cat had a
2: breakthrough yeah
1: just say like you know jesus it was jesus's will <laughs> that this cat you know was brought back he was brought back for a purpose
0: and he needs money to fulfill it. Yeah, I was I was a non-believer, but you know we do have these vet bills and anything extra, I'll just donate to uh, somebody who's going against Planned Parenthood or something yes, like that. Right. You know,
1: I'll just give it to the Pope. You know, he, <laughs> <Right>. needs, he <laughs> needs it. i <I'll laughs> you know, the Pope mobile. It's looking a little old. You know.
0: What kind of overlap do you really think there is between like hardcore Catholics and the fans of the Breakthrough film?
1: I mean, oh. I, yeah. To me, I guess it all just kind of blends together. I mean, (laughs) I
0: I think it's all out there. It's just Christian culture.
2: It is, but uh, yeah, that film seems much more Protestant. That's what I'm
0: saying. That's that's a very evangelical thing. I'm I'm surprised that like Kirk Cameron or Mm -hmm. like Tommy the Green Power Ranger are not attached to it.
1: I (laughs) mean, in America, you know, the religion is American Jesus, so it's it's not like they're following like any actual you know like Middle Eastern uh, you know precepts or anything. Right. Right. Every, everybody, no matter if they're Catholic or not Their religion is just, you know Whatever I feel like doing And uh, also, like, go white America <laughs> Like, that's that's pretty much it I don't know that they're even really that super serious About the the minutia of the denomination
0: <laughs> But, you know, some people are But not most of them But
2: yeah, so yeah I think I should set up a GoFundMe for the cat You should He'll do well I should
0: He will, he will definitely be in our thoughts and prayers That's, that is wild we're going to set up a GoFundMe for this podcast. Back a
1: while ago, Chuck was in a truck accident and he was saved by Jesus's name. So <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> send your money to at liquid underscore flannel on, on Twitter and we'll, do, we'll, we'll totally do something cool with it.
0: And we also have been blessed this week by uh, the the return. Um, it was more than three days, but uh, we finally got Phoenix Kalita back on the show. Phoenix, it's always a delight. Yes.
2: Thank you for having me. Have fun.
1: Yeah, we always have the most fun talking about the least fun. Just topics. the
0: worst fucking shit in the world. <laughs> that is a talent
2: that I have. That, that's the entire news. basis of my podcast. Have you, have you heard my podcast? It's fucking horrible. Hell
1: yeah! Hell yeah! <laughs>
2: it's fucking awful, but it's it's funny. dire.
0: But you are always incredibly entertaining.
1: Yeah, highly recommend. Uh, I I definitely love listening. Uh, I love I love hearing your guys' perspective and uh, follow the the Black Podcast. Yes, thank you.
0: And uh, for other things that are horrible, mm-hmm. uh, with a funny spin on them, I guess you can follow me on Twitter at MattTheGwait with with a W.
1: And uh, yeah, the Red Ball. I'm uh, I'm excited for that.
0: Yeah, it's going to be good. I think uh, I have that book around
1: here. I should I should hop in and, and, and catch up. You out. should
0: read it. it. Your your kids are about the right age for uh, for a good read oh, Yeah, that
1: that's a good call.
0: Yeah, that might be fun.
1: Uh, yeah.
0: Yeah. Follow my uh, It'll be live
1: tweet read along at Brendan
0: Williams with one L nice well thanks everybody thank you again Phoenix always a blast yes have a week and we'll see you next week